Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You, which would be our 101st edition. Thank you for everybody who joined us last night for our 100th episode extravaganza. I regret that at about, I think it was like 27 or 28 minutes in, it seems we lost audio somehow. But uh, for those of you who were with us for the first 20 minutes, thank you very much for that. And for those of you who tuned in at the end and just saw us mute wearing ridiculous looking outfits, that's why. We don't. We weren't just dressing like morons for no reason. Uh, we had a very good reason to look that stupid. So speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you could look. You look good at anything, so it's, it's fine. I have to make an excuse for why I look ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, you looked fun. It was fun. <laughs> you know, we don't you notice. We don't get people writing on our prayer page talking about how they want to take a trip with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, what was that tiara though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You rocked it. You too. <laughs> oh, hi, Dario. Dario says we look good. Thank you, Dario. I appreciate that. Obviously, you're talking about me now. Hey, guys, listen. Um, so I want to talk to you tonight about the importance of inquiring of the Lord. And it, this is a, a, as you may have figured out by now, uh, a lot of the times when I give a sermon, it's because I'm going through something, not something bad necessarily, but I feel like I need to almost preach it to myself. And the basic theme here is that, Life's challenges are not always about understanding. Sometimes it's just about listening. And let me explain. When we're facing a major decision in life, it's very natural to try to figure it out, right? And I, I've been experiencing this recently because I'm looking to buy a new house and I'm trying to figure out so many different things at the same time. Where do I want to live? How much money do I want to spend? Do I want to be close to a highway or not? Do I want a traditional house with a yard or do I want to go for more of a townhouse? All these various things. It's not even one decision. It's like, you know, 10 different decisions stuffed into one. And I didn't even mention, you know, how much do I want to pay for it, which is the ultimate question, right? And we all face stuff like this regularly, maybe not necessarily buying a house, but should I leave my current job? And if so, if, if so, what job should I accept? What college should I attend? Should I move to a different city? Should I stay where I am? Who should I marry? Is this the right person? Where should I invest my money? What kind of car should I buy? And should I buy it or lease it? We're constantly faced with these decisions, and you can get to the point that you go through what's called paralysis by analysis, right? You just have so many factors to weigh in, so many different eventualities that you can't plan for that you just don't know what to do because you're afraid of making a wrong move. But check this out. The Bible doesn't say a righteous man figures out what to do. It says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. God already figured it out. You just have to discern his will. Put another way, it's not about understanding, it's about inquiring and listening. There's a very interesting story in the Old Testament where Joshua and the Israelites are conquering their way through the promised land, and the Gibeonites, which is another group of people, they hear about this and they figure they're next on the list, they're going to be annihilated, and so they want to make a peace treaty with Joshua. But they realize that if Joshua knows how close their land is to the Israelites, that Joshua won't want to make peace with them, or if he does, that it would be on very unfavorable terms. 
So they set out to trick him and they get dressed up in these old dirty clothes and they have all these cracked wineskins and they make their face and their sandals all very dusty and everything so that when their messengers get to Joshua and he sees them, he's supposed to think they've come from a very distant land where they're going to be no factor. And at first look, Joshua is skeptical, but they say, look closely, inspect us. And they're able to trick Joshua into believing that they're from a faraway land and therefore making a treaty with them that he will have already. God has been guiding them. But when they meet these Gibeonites, they did not inquire of the Lord. And therefore, they were tricked because of it. It was actually much worse for King Saul later on. For those of you who know the story of Saul, Saul's the king that comes before David and uh, eventually falls out of God's graces for various reasons. And one of the things he does the night before he dies is he actually consults with a medium and he tries to conjure up the ghosts of Samuel and Saul was killed the, the very next day. And we learn in First Chronicles why all this is happening. It says, Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord and consulted a medium for guidance and did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the king uh, and, and turned the kingdom over to David. See, that's how seriously God takes this. He wants you to seek his will. And I think there are two reasons that he places such a high emphasis on this, okay? First of all, we tend to be self-centered and think about our own life story, right? But we forget how our decisions affect many things we don't even know about. Remember, the Bible says all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, for those who are called according to his purpose. So every decision you make not only impacts your life, what you do doesn't exist in a vacuum. It works together with everything else and impacts a near infinite number of other things that you don't even know about. So God places a great emphasis on doing his will and following his plan instead of doing your own thing because he doesn't want you messing up his plans. But it's not just that. I think a lot of times God uses these quandaries, these scenarios that we can't quite figure out on our own to force us to draw nearer to him. That's really God's goal for our lives in the first place, right? Look, God could just snap his finger and appear to us in a, in a burning bush and speak in audible voices, shouting instructions to us, or he could just download wisdom into our brain. But that's not the point. He doesn't want to shout because you can hear a shout from far away. God whispers to us because he wants us to come close to him. So God gives us these scenarios, not so that we tax our brain trying to figure out his will, but rather so that in seeking his voice, we draw nearer to him. So if you're facing a decision in your life and we are all always either facing a decision or about to, understand that it's not about figuring it out. It's about inquiring and listening to God's voice and understanding his will. If you do that, not only will you follow the right path, you'll get deeper in your walk with God. That's my message for you tonight. Very, very good, as always, Jordan. Um, I I think it's so that's so important because there's so there's always a mixture of people say, well, how much should I pray? Or or everybody says, well, when you say I'll pray about it, are you just putting something off versus just mm -hmm. acting about it? And I always feel like it's prayer through action. And so what I mean by that is praying in the spirit all at all times and interceding and saying, God, I'm about to take this action, this step that's in front of me. Mm -hmm. And God will show you if you're listening and in tune with him, as you go, 
if something is not right, he'll it'll first of all you'll feel it in your spirit, um, but it, also something else will happen where he'll kind of guide you step by step. And sometimes I think we take on decisions like it's this whole mountain, and instead God wants to guide us step by step. And through doing that, he will show you either close the door as you go or open the doors right. as you go. And we've seen that. Both of us have seen that in different areas of our life at different times. So that's that's so true. Thank so you so good. much, Sweet. All right, Sweet, can you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Okay, so now um, the verse that I want to read tonight is from Isaiah 58, 8. And it says, Then your light will break forth like the dawn. And your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Oh, Lord, I love reading in Isaiah and these books of the Bible. And to know that the promises that are in there and the words that you have spoken are living and active and are the double-edged sword for our life. It's just, it's just an amazing thing, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you come in to every area of our lives. When we, when we give our hearts to you, God, you take residency in us. And we never have to worry about being alone. We never have to worry about being abandoned or just, just on the, the wrong path. If we are following after you, if we are committed to you, Lord, our plans will succeed because you are, you will guide us to the best. God, thank you for having the best for us. Thank you for being a God who's not a man that you should lie, but having the best for us. Good is the enemy of great. And so many times in our lives, we settle for good because we're not listening to you. Help us to listen to you, God, and, and really get into that silent place where we can hear what you're saying so we can Really take hold of the best that you have for us, not just the good, but the very best, the abundant prosperity you have for us. Lord, anoint our heads from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. Lord, anoint us with you, with your, with your discernment, with your, with your steps, Lord. Show us the steps. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Light the way before us, step by step. We will follow you, Jesus. Lord, though this, though this life, you know, there's, there's mountains and valleys and everywhere in between, you steady us, Lord. You are our constant. And even in the valleys, the canyons will echo your voice and your praise and your love and your victory. And with you, we will always reach the mountaintop. That the difficulties that we go through are just the foreshadowing of the victories that you have. You will never lead us into something that you cannot already see the way out of or or know what's on the other side for us. God, you have knit us together in our mother's womb. You know everything about us. You know every detail. You know everything you have, every intricate plan of our lives, Lord. And you are seeing every promise come to fruition. I pray for the person who feels like they've been praying for something for a long time. Lord, remind those people that you are on the throne and your timing is absolutely perfect and your delay is not your denial. I pray for the people who just feel like 
they need direction or wisdom or just feel like there's a wall in front of them, God, would you show them? Would you come in? Would you, would you be that fortress around them? Would you give them hope? Would you remind them of Jeremiah 29, 11? Will you, would you just lift, be the lifter of their heads and their, and their souls, Lord, and their spirit, God, and remind them what you, who they are in you and the future they have and the present they have in you. Jesus, we honor you, we glorify you, we praise you. For you are the one who was and is and is to come. And you hold all of our tears in your bottle and you hold everything, everything we've ever wanted in life and beyond is in your hands, Lord. It's in your care. You protect us, you protect our dreams for the future and you protect everything that you have for us. We honor you, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Greatest prayer of all time, Kristen Pettit. Oh, well, greatest pastor, sermon, and spiritual leader in discernment, I mean, master I, of all time. I prayer, I mean, sure. meaning as, as in person who prays, not that specific prayer. Well, that was a great prayer, I, too, but you are the greatest I agree. person, prayer leader of all time. Oh, thank Good you. to see our friends, Lalit Aurora, Dario, obviously, Peter Russell. Good to see you, pal. Fernando, uh, Pammy Singh, Ruby, of course. Unasi says, uh, love this program. God bless the ministry. Thank you so much. We're going to get to everybody. Nayar, good to see you also. Diane Fung and Evangelist Shamoon, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Dan Villanueva, good to see you also. All right, Kristen, um, why don't we start with our prayers here? Um, we've got two that have to do with uh, with husbands. So why don't you kick off with those two? All right. Bia asked for rec- reconciliation with her husband. She's asking God to provide physical, spiritual, and emotional needs and an end to COVID in the Philippines, where she is, and everywhere. And Saba says, is asking for her family and her job. Um, she says her in-laws and her husband don't, don't love her. She says that she lives with, uh, I guess she lives with her in-laws, and um, I don't think she lives with her husband. Um, and she has a one-year-old, and she says she's crying all the time. Well, Lord, for these women, God, I, I just, first of all, I know that you are near to the brokenhearted. I pray your protection around them, your protection around their hearts, so their hearts do not get hardened to you and bitter to you and, um, and, to, and to the idea of love, whether that be for their children or for uh, their spouses or um, family or, or anything, God. God, I just pray you do a miracle. I think I said it was last night that I was talking about how you are a God of restoration. And we all have stories in our lives of how you re- restored. I, I really think that if every single one of us were to dig deep, we would remember that you have restored you first of all you restored our souls and just the the whole the whole story and message of your gospel when when we came to Christ you restored us in a relationship with you but there's so many instances where you've restored i i call on that restoration power god i know you've done it in my life i know you've done it in jordan's and i know you've done it in all of our listeners and i pray that for saba and via I pray that you restore the family unit. You restore and re- reconcile. 
and create unity. I feel like there's this thing that the enemy is, is doing in, in terms of he is targeting. There's certain weapons he's trying to use to target. And, uh, the, the family is one disunity is, is a weapon he's trying to use. But in Jesus name, I pray whatever the enemy meant for bad, you mean for good. And that you would turn that into any disunity would be more unity would be a greater sense of intimacy. And I pray that for these two women. I do pray for an end to COVID in Philippines and the entire world. world. Pray, and I pray that you provide for every need that they have, God, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, um, financial, every single need, Lord. And you be the lover of their souls and you be the, the lover that they long for. And, and you be uh, their husband, husband, Lord. You have, uh, especially in this time, and uh, just convict and bring together the family unit. In Jesus' name, amen. Great, great work. Okay. Uh, we had a prayer come to us in French from Madagascar from Viva Nomina. It says, pray for me. This is the translation. Because I'm the only daughter of my parents. My father is already dead. And it's just me and my mother who remains now. I'm 32 years old, not yet married. I want God to give me a, a Christian man who can serve God with me. Okay. Well, that's actually how you wind up getting it is you ask God for someone who you can serve him with. And that's really, you know, before I met Kristen and I would, you know, I'd gone many, many years without being with anybody and suddenly God placed it on my heart to start praying um, for, what was the exact words for uh, a woman who woman loves, the, loves Lord. the Lord above all else. And see, I'm trying to brag on you. you. You're not supposed to brag on yourself, but okay. Yes. A woman who loves the Lord above all else. And uh, in getting that, I got someone who, I, as you can see, uh, I serve the Lord with. And so, Father God, we ask for you to honor Viva's prayer here over there in Madagascar. First of all, it must be very difficult without her, without her father who has already passed away. And so I pray for companionship for Viva and for her mother. Uh, I know she says she's 32 and not yet married. In the United States, that would be pretty normal, but I'm sure over in Madagascar, that's a, a, a source of um, some worry for her. So God, please just make this a quick work. Fixing her anything that needs to be fixed. Just like, you know, I should say, I don't want to say fix. That's kind of a nasty word, but prepare her the way you need her to be prepared. Prepare the other person as well. We pray the other person, God is well prepared. And we pray that you bring them together in a, in a supernatural way, such that just like you brought Kristen and I together in a way that we know it was you. We pray the same thing for them in Jesus name. Amen. All right, Kristen, we got a couple of healing prayers here from Eunice and Miruna. Prayer. If I'm saying that right. Okay, so we've got two prayers on sickness. Um, so we've got Eunice and uh, Myra, Myruna. Um, Eunice says, Thank you. The Lord healed my sons. It's asking for prayer. I pray for financial freedom, restoration of health, family unity, marriage for daughter and myself, the finances to buy my house in Jesus' name. And Myra or Myrana says, um, please pray for my sister to overcome cervical cancer. Uh, she's undergoing chemo and radiation and pray for our financial needs and her good health. Lord, we pray for these women. We pray for, for their health in all things and their family members' health, Lord. We pray that you break just like the chain of poverty and all these things, Lord, the chain of sickness, we pray that the chain of sickness is broken 
and them and, and all these families, Lord, that come to us, God. In Jesus' name, you are the healer. You are more than enough. Your healing is more than enough. Your blood was spilled on the cross for us, God, and your blood covers all things, God. Your blood covers Mirna's sister's cervical cancer. In Jesus' name, we speak to that cancer to die. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we, we, we declare her healing. We declare the healing of her entire body. We declare that it would line up with the will of God and the doctors would be shaking their head and not knowing what, what has happened because she is totally healed. And it was a miracle. We declare that healing. We declare the same for Eunice, uh, for her sons in Jesus' name, and for the health of the family and the marriage, for her daughter and herself and finances and buying the house that they need. In Jesus' name, guide their steps, guide their path, and give them health and guidance and wisdom in all things and prosperity. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to break from uh, normal tradition now. I'm going to We'll get back to those prayers in a second. I want to pray for someone who just wrote in. This is Haley Denise Jackson Higgins. She says, pray for my birth mom. She's in prison until 2021. And my brother is in jail for I don't know how long. And I'm struggling with drugs. I'm only 21 and joining the military next year. I need some prayers too. She's joining us from Maynard, Arkansas. First of all, Haley, thank you so much for writing in. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time to write to us. And we also understand where you're coming from. I think actually the first prayer request we ever got in this show was somebody battling drug addictions. And it's something that um, we want you to know that God wants to free you from. And so Kristen and I are both going to pray for you. I'm going to kick off and then uh, Kristen's going to take over. And we're going to listen. We don't we don't pray that it gets better. We only pray for total victory here. Okay, we are we're not we don't cope with things. We overcome things. All right. So, Haley, that's what we're going to pray for. Father God. Haley Denise Jackson here. We lift her up to you. We know from what she's telling us, she's been um, through her share of troubles already at such a young age. We pray for her birth mother who's uh, presently in prison. God, I pray as long as she's there, that first of all, she finds the Lord. Secondly, that she's safe. And thirdly, that she has a ministry there where she helps other people. I pray she doesn't recidivate. And I pray she helps other people not recidivate as well. Okay. And I pray she gets a lot of people saved in there with the enemy plan for evil by having her wind up there. I pray you turn it into good by having her get a lot of people saved there. And actually, uh, God, I almost said judge. God, I extend the same prayer over to her brother for the same reason. And I don't know the circumstances of his incarceration. But God, we pray the same exact thing for him, that he comes to know the Lord, that he's safe in there, that he's dealt with fairly. But more than that, God, that the enemy's plans for his life backfire. I pray when both these people get out, that they get back out out on their feet, they find good jobs, that they don't return to whatever it is that put them in jail in the first place. And more than that, God, not just more than that, but in addition to that, I pray for Haley herself. Now, she's joining the military, and that's a great thing, and we thank her for that. But God, right now, the enemy has, I was going to say has his claws in her, but I think he just has a toehold in her. I think it I don't think his grip, Haley, is as strong on you as you might think. I think a lot of that's deception. Jesus came free to set, sorry, Jesus came to set the captives free. Okay. And he says, who the son sets free is free indeed. So Kristen, actually, I want you, I want you to pray for Haley, but I also want you to, to lead her in the call to salvation. And Haley, I don't know if you ever said it or not, 
Uh, if you have said it, that's great. But I want you to say it now also, uh, even if you have, with a, a new understanding of what it means. That salvation isn't just, okay, I'm born again. I'm going to heaven when I die. It's also freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from addiction, freedom from the laws of, of death and all of these things. Okay. So, you know, like I said, um, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And Kristen right now is going to lead you and pray for you. And we're going to, we're just going to free you. God is going to free you from this addiction. Go ahead, Kristen. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, you have a plan and a purpose for Haley's life. You have a mark on Haley's life. You, you have marked her with your seal. And the enemy has tried to come in and rob and steal, steal and, and, and destroy, but he cannot have her. In Jesus' name, I see, you know, everything's in a spiritual war, in the spiritual sense. We speak against anything that would try to woo Haley and her family members. And, and we pray that Haley would just thirst after the things of Jesus, that instead of craving the drugs and, and everything that instead that she would crave the Bible and crave, mm. crave you Lord and, and totally turn around. I have so many, so many dear friends who I know who have, um, who've overcome addiction, but, n- but the only way they've done it is by, is by totally pressing into the Lord and by at times just crying out. And it went, when it got hard, just crying out to Jesus, just crying out and just saying, help me, Lord, and having and being surrounded by Christian people who can help you. There's a program called Teen Challenge. That's a great program that I'm, is in your state as well. If, if you want to get a hold of that program, it's a great, great program. It's not just for teenagers. And it, you can be surrounded by people who care and love and um, specialize in that. And in Jesus' name, I pray that Haley would be totally set free, God. This is Haley's night. Lord, you're doing something. Yes, it might be a process, but you can break. You're breaking it now in the spiritual realm. You're breaking it now in Jesus' name. Haley, Jesus loves you so much. Jesus is so crazy in love with you that he, he's reaching out for you. He's, he's, he's desperately in love with you. And he, he knows that you are going to be the one to break the chains in your family. And we pray that you would just receive that love and, and really just draw into him. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for, I don't know how you, you uh, got introduced to, to this show here, but thank you for, for reaching out. In Jesus' name, I just pray you feel the Lord just flood you with his love. And any wounds and any voids that you have, even going as far back as childhood, in Jesus' name, Jesus wants to fill, fill those and sew up every and bind every wound and bind everything, and he has power and victory, and the enemy cannot touch you, for you are God's anointed. So right now, in Jesus' name, Haley, if you could follow after me, if you have not accepted Jesus in your heart, or you need to recommit your life, maybe you did a long time ago, this is the time. So just follow after me. Just say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Jesus is just putting his arms around you and the enemy wants you to think it's too hard. The enemy wants to think the game is over. The enemy wants you to think that's the end, but God has such a bright, beautiful future for you. And in those moments where you feel that tug and you're going to say, you're going to say no and, and say yes to the Lord's tug on you because God has his hand on you. God has been pursuing you and chasing you down and he wants you to answer that call. So we pray that over your life. And we pray that in the days to come, the days when it gets hard, the days when you don't know if you can do it, you just remember, you just remember that we are praying for you and you just remember that God loves you and then he has a bright future for you. And that is what's worth it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And Haley, I don't know if you can see our friend Peter says he's praying for you as well. He says, I know what it's like to be away from your birth mother. I've never met mine. And while my addiction was different, I know what battling one is like. I'm praying for you with both of those. God bless you. And thank you for your upcoming service. So, Haley, listen, thank you for joining us tonight. And, uh, you know, this is we consider this to be a day of victory. We're very glad. This is the first day of the rest of your life. And we're just very excited about what God's going to do for you. Okay. All right. Well, good job, Kristen. Happy you to too. meet Haley. Uh, amen. All right. Let's get back to our, uh, our uh, regular list here. So I guess... We left off. Kristen, I'll take care of Farouk, Saha, and Meal. This all has to do with uh, finances one way or the other. Farouk says he needs food for his family. Saha is praying for a better job. And Meal is praying for God to provide church renovations. I think, was it last night, Kristen? I don't even remember what the sermon was about last night. I'm sure it was a good one. It was about prosperity, wasn't it? Yes. One of the things we said during our crosstalk, which I'm afraid, I wonder if it came after we hit the mute button or after the... After, we didn't hit the mute button after the audio cut out. <laughs> is there's that verse? I think it's in Ecclesiastes. I'm not 100% sure. I think it is, though, where Solomon says, Feast maketh men merry, and wine maketh men laugh, but money answereth all things. And yet we're afraid to talk about money. Well, these people need money. They need food. Uh, Farouk needs food. Saha needs a better job. And Mealy uh, needs money to provide for church renovation. So, God. We are so thankful that we don't serve a poor God. We're so thankful that you want to be needed like we all do. It's a, it's a, rear, it's a, a weird thought. and It's one I never even thought of until now. But everybody likes being needed. And it's not just that we want people to be dependent on us. It's that we like being able to help people. We like to feel like we're valuable. And so, God, we come to you now saying that we need you. Farouk needs you. Saha needs you. Mealy needs you. He need, they need you to provide for them. And yet we know you love doing that because you, your word says you are God, our provider. In fact, the New Testament says that Jesus was made poor so that we could be made rich, that we're supposed to prosper in all things, even as our soul prospers. And we're supposed to ask to be blessed so that we can give generously. God, your word says that if we tithe, if we bring all the tithes into the storehouse, you will pour out a blessing upon us that we will not even have room enough to contain. And in fact, that's the only time in the Bible, God, that I can think of where you say, uh, put me to the test you know, and I'll prove it to you. So God, I pray these people are tithing. And guys, listen, if you're not tithing, and I've told you this before and people got mad when I said it, I will say it again. I don't care that if you are not tithing, you are robbing from God. And there is no point to praying for financial blessings if you are robbing from God. And I said that one time and some woman went absolutely nuts on me and said, this guy said he won't pray unless you tithe. I'm, I'm not saying I won't pray for you. I'll pray for you, but it's going to be pointless if you're not tithing. 
So guys, make sure you're giving money to the poor. And uh, God, we know that if they are, that you have your their lives in your hands and we pray for their needs to be met. And God, again, we renew our prayer that we always pray that um, that we bring an end to world hunger and and these various pandemics and global poverty. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Peter, I'm going to get to your prayer in just a moment because I'm going to take that one myself and you'll see why. Uh, it's about Chicago and uh, there's a political component to it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I want to say on that. Amen. Let me just find one. I just had one, Kristen, for you. Marissa Gicana Buenelos, I think I'm saying that right, says, please pray for our pastor for his good health and financial needs for his ministry. Thank you and God bless. All right, Marissa. Well, we certainly pray for your pastor and for you and for your family and your church family. Lord, we pray, uh, take this moment actually to pray for all pastors um, globally and um and we just and of all across all the denominations, Lord, you know, pastors are the the shepherds of the flock. So, Lord, I pray for pastors to be uh, protected and in every single way, and I pray for them to be um, not uh, worn out in terms of their faith and different things, um, to have the accountability that they need, and to be able to. Um, to dig deep with you and, and to be able to walk the straight and narrow so they can lead your people on the straight and narrow. And I pray for Marissa's pastor um, and for his health. I, I don't know if he's struggling with something in particular, Lord, but we just pray that you lift him up and you lift up their entire church and bring many, many souls into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going uh, to do Peter's in a second. We just have a new prayer request from Jonathan Ludon says, can you please pray for me to get a job? Jonathan, I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to pray for you to get uh, a job that exceeds your own expectations and one where the business is going to be lucky to have you and that you are going to excel in it. You're going to be a great blessing to that business. Okay. They're, they're going to recognize when you get there that their good fortune is actually not fortune at all. It's that it's the blessing of God that's on your life. Okay. What I find is that when when God blesses me, it can't help but bless everybody else around me. That's just how it is. Because, you know, for example, and I work for myself, but, you know, for example, um, for God to bless you, it, it might be that that the business takes off and that, the, the you know, your boss starts making more money, um, even if he's not a believer. But God will be channeling that money through him to you in many other ways. So, Father God, we pray for Jonathan here. Don't just get him a job. Get him a great career one that he can advance in greatly, which has incredible responsibility, one that pays him above and beyond his expectations so that he can give generously. And Jonathan, I'm going to tell you right now, um, and Kristen and I have talked about this, and this goes back to tithing. Figure out what job you want and tithe right now as though you're already receiving the payment on that job. So whatever it is, I don't know how much you make, but if you're looking to make uh, X amount of dollars more, Go tithe right now as though that's what you, you know, you're already making. That's a faith statement. You know, they say you have to dress for the job you want, right? So, you know, you have to dress for the job better than what you're in. Uh, I think you have to tithe for the job you you want too. It's an act of faith. And again, we don't accept money in this program. So, you know, I don't care who you give it to. 
but that's um, what I think you should do. So, Father God, we thank you that you've heard our prayers for Jonathan, and we thank you for answering them, and we pray it's a good work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, let me get to Peter Russell here. Uh, first, I'll do a praise report. You got your bell there? I sure do. Oh, I've good. I know. All right, so his wife... Um, uh, found a flight. They found a flight for his wife to come visit for a month, and even better, the round trip was under ninety dollars. Round trip. Woo! So great job for that. Amen. Pay for round trip flights under ninety. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you could probably fly in a private jet for ninety bucks round trip. You know. <laughs> you know. All right, we'll take it. Okay, let me get back to Peter's uh, prayer request here. I kind of went a little bit out of order, so I apologize if I've missed anybody. All right, so prayer, he says he's got a three-part prayer request, but it's all the same thing. Um, he lives out in Chicago, where 49 officers were attacked by the Antifa slash uh, BLM protesters and what the mayor calls peaceful protesters and people who are courageous enough to have a voice. I got to tell you, first of all, your mayor is a walking disaster, Peter. That's number one. I, I forget her name, but she's just, she could mess up a cup of coffee, that person. and <laughs> and And number two, this business about peaceful protesters. I saw the BBC had a headline the other day. It, it just cracks me up. The, ex, the extent to which they'll call these rioters peaceful protesters. It said 21 officers injured in, in largely peaceful protests. It's like those words don't fit together in the same sentence. You know, like what has to happen? What does that mean? 51% of the people weren't rioting and 49% were. I mean, it just, it just, it's just odd how so many of these protests uh, these peaceful protests wind up with, you know, windows being broken and buildings uh, lit on fire and officers attacked and cars, you know, uh, turned over and vandalism everywhere. It's just amazing. Like if that's a, if that's a peaceful protest, God forbid things actually start getting out of control. So he asked us to pray for that. And again, this is why we don't have tax exempt status, because I want to be able to say whatever I want to say and and no one can stop me. So there you go. <laughs> It's not, it's not, you know, I'd rather that than, than have the extra, thank you, have the extra thousand bucks or whatever it is I would save per year. It's, it's worth it to me. Second would be for the funeral that got shut up in his neighborhood, uh, not far from where his dad works, which left 30 wounded and 10 dead. Yeah, I don't know the story behind that. I, it sounded like another one of these gang shootings because it talks about somebody drives by this funeral home and starts shooting at the people in there and the people in there start shooting back, which means they were armed. So it probably, you know, but who really knows? But we'll pray that whole that whole city is just overrun with violence. And in fact, he says that in the, in the last part of his sentence here, um, twenty one hundred and fifty people shot this year to date with four hundred and fifty murders. We're barely halfway through the year. So we're on pace for something like eight hundred murders, which is the highest rate, uh, he says, this time of year since nineteen ninety five. OK. And now people are complaining that, that President Trump wants to send federal troops into these these war zone cities. I mean, it's like he can't win. It's like if he does nothing, they say, look, he's doing nothing. If he sends people in to stop it, they say, oh, my goodness, he's a fascist. So now I'll tell you what fascism is. Fascism is what all of these protesters are doing. OK, just basically just destroying everything, putting everyone in fear of their lives and fear of um, it, I mean, it's 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 domestic terrorism is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, the, the mayors and the governors have demonstrated themselves to be completely feckless, to be completely ineffectual, because you, know, you have these one-party systems there. And I'll just say it, the Democrats are totally afraid of the radical left, and they're especially afraid 
uh, of being primaried, of being voted out of office and replaced with, you know, uh, someone whose views are more consonant with the radicals. And so they're just letting them run wild. And it's Chicago. It's out in Portland. It's Seattle. It's basically everywhere. I mean, these cities are bad enough when things aren't going crazy, but now things are going crazy. And and Father God, I know exactly what this is. I, I said this to Kristen the other night, and I think I actually got muted last night. I'm going to say it again. We right now are reaping the seeds of destruction that were sown decades ago, probably starting in the 1960s with counterculture and leftism and occultism and all these things, secularism, okay? Those seeds were planted a long time ago. They've finally grown into weeds. But Father God, your word says, where sin abounds, grace abounds more abundantly. And so God, we ask for your grace to come in power. And just as the enemy planted all these horrible seeds, I want Peter to understand that he is a seed that's been planted, he and his wife. And we're planting all kinds of seeds here, okay? And that those seeds are going to grow. God, we pray they sprout rapidly and they overtake the weeds the enemy has grown. And God, we pray for the safety of all the good people there. God, we pray that all the criminals are arrested, that they're thrown in jail for a long period of time, and that sanity is restored. And more than that, God, that people turn to you because they can't, listen, they can't rely on each other anymore. And they can't turn to the government, so it's time to turn to God. And God, we just we just give this to you. You've asked you've asked us to be intercessors. You've asked us to stand in the gap. Peter stands in the gap. Kristen stands in the gap. I stand in the gap. And I'm sure there's a, a few more people in this country who still stand in the gap. So God, please don't destroy it for our sake. And God, instead, just rescue these cities. Raise up good leaders. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Is that enough of a rant? I love it. I love it. I also have a political blog. Maybe I just should have one. We'll just do it all on the same page. Here you go. Riza, Kristen, Riza Buenaventura says, good morning, watching from Puerto Princesa, Philippines. Jordan and Kristen, please pray for me to have a peaceful, peaceful life and heart to forgive everybody who's done wrong to me and for my family and also our church, Life Church, and for our nation. Thank you and God bless you. It's a great prayer, Riza. In Jesus' name, we pray that you would uh, just be surrounded with God's shouts of deliverance, God's songs over you. Jesus sings over you and dances over you in your future. And anyone, as you said, who who you need to forgive, God would recall that to mind. Anything that you've buried um, deep within, um, that, that God would just recall that to mind so that you can Get it out of your heart and be able to just have just what God wants there and just be able to grow that and and love as, as God has called you to love. And th- so thank you for that wonderful prayer. We pray for peace on you and your entire household and pray for prosperity in every single way that you would just be overwhelmed by the weight of the glory of, of Jesus and his beautiful plan for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job, Kristen. Let me just check the stream here to see if we have any others. I think I got everybody. Do we pray for Ruby Villar? I'll just add. I'll just add Ruby over here. And then the last two you got, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me just get through these. All right. Father God, we want to pray just for four more people here. Evangelist Shamoon says, please pray for my church in Pakistan. 
Our friend Ruby Villar says, pray for, for protection of our pastors. Bernadette just says, pray, or just says, help me. And Haroon says, pray for my mother. So God, we just lift these people up. We lift up Evangelist Sharmoon, Ruby, Bernadette, and Haroon. We thank you for these people, God. We pray for all of them. I actually have to add one more. And that is, uh, for those of you who've seen the news, one of, you may have seen the situation where this judge was shot. Or, sorry, the judge's husband was shot and, and son was killed. And um, there's actually people I know, the, the husband anyway. And he's in the hospital. I believe he's undergoing his, his second surgery. God, we pray for him. And, and also, we just pray for healing on that whole family. My goodness, just imagine what that must be like. So, God, we pray for my friend Mark. We pray for Evangelist Sharmoon. We pray for Ruby, um, for protection for Ruby's pastors. We pray for Evangelist Sharmoon's church in Pakistan. We pray that those pastors of Ruby's and, and the church of Evangelist Sharmoon, that they just heal many people, meet all their needs financially. Haroon, we pray for Haroon's mother, for whatever her needs are. If it's healing, it's financial, whatever it is, God, I just pray that you help her get through whatever she's going through and just bring her to the light. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Kristen, can you lead us in the call of salvation a second time? Absolutely. Please uh, join with me if you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is your moment. Dear Jesus. I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. We're so excited for you. Send us a message or comment on the video. We want to know about it. All right. Hopefully we got through tonight without any technical difficulties. So uh, actually, and and we were at risk of it because there's a thunderstorm by Kristen and that causes connection problems a lot of times, but we got through it. So guys, listen, thanks uh, for joining us again. So for those of you who didn't know or didn't hear yesterday, we're just moving to Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from now on. Okay. Because I need the other two days to do post-production. Also, Chris and I have a few other projects we're going to be working on, which you'll learn about in the coming months and things like that. We want to do some devotionals and things um, to you know, reach into other mediums. And so you know, we need extra time to do it. Uh, but we have plenty of videos on the page now. This will be our 101st video. Okay, so if you're missing us that badly, I, I, I'm sure none of you have seen all 101. Okay, if you have, congratulations, you get a prize, but uh, I doubt it. So, you know, you can always go back and watch some other ones. We'll, we'll have watch parties on those nights anyway, but those will be reruns. But we'll still be doing shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. So tomorrow we'll be off, but uh, again, we'll be, on, we'll be on the next day. It's, it's Wednesday where Kristen and I are uh, right now. I know it's the next day in some areas. But again, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We'll see you on Friday. In the meantime, guys, be blessed. And as always, please be a blessing. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.